The Open Nesters is a weekly podcast focusing on couples and individuals who are looking for new beginnings after their kids have left the nest. Just how we're going to do another take on this one. This is uh, uh, the Sex and Aging Month, right? We're actually calling it Sexuality, Sensuality, and Aging Month. We're going to talk about our own sex and aging. And I think that is part of why we want to reveal more and open more to our listeners, if we're open nesters, to show that the openness is not a perfect journey. And aging has its its moments of realization that we are becoming wiser, and yet our bodies are not the same. No, their bodies are not the same, and they have all kind of uh, aches and soreness and uh, fatigue that really affect uh, anything that you do, your desire, your performance, your endurance, the works. Actually, why don't we just use my so that we make a little switch from people feeling like we're talking at them about them. Why don't we talk about how it's not always it's not always a direct um, reason of the age because your age, I see you more vital, sexy, and handsome at this age than ever. And I think it also has to do with times of life, how what we are going through. And so just being accepting of that is what I was hoping to talk about. Okay, look, we, we're not trying to uh, create some kind of a crazy episode here. We're just talking about this, this what we call an unplug two microphone, introducing the Sex and Aging Month on uh, on our podcast. But for me, uh, the last couple of months have been a real challenging when it's come down to sex. Uh, it's been challenging throughout my workout. It's been challenging throughout my um, uh, you know, work. It's uh, my shoulder injury is really affecting me tremendously to the point where it's uh, debilitating, to the point where it's very hard for me to get engaged in sex, uh, and if, including all my kinks and especially my kinks, my my whipping hands, so to speak. Uh, it's pretty pretty hard uh, hit. So I have kind of uh, abstained from all of those activities and as as you may be aware just because uh, of injury and now injury can come at any time and any age uh, in my age of 67 years old i feel sometimes that uh, my mind is about uh, 32 but my body really is behaving like 67 and it's not only the age you said injury but it's it's the wear and tear that we have to soften our approach to lifting weights, soften our approach to the way we handle. Um, I mean, my I had a hip injury because I had this crazy sexual encounter with my lover. If yeah. you remember, I came home and I had had... Well, honestly, I would have loved to watch that. <laughs> exactly. So that's his part of his, Amir's kink, um, which we haven't... We've done a little bit of you watching and being part of a threesome with me and my lover, but we may do more of that. I had this, I mean, he's figured out over time, as much as I've really loved the sensual um, and slowness of what we've, what I've done with him and what I even bring back, what I definitely bring back to Amir, kind of new positions, ways to touch me, things that, and our positions have, have evolved because with aging, how to figure out between his shoulder and my hips, 
my flexibility and his inflexibility, I have to kind of learn how to, how to, how to seduce and, and, and he has to learn how to, how to enter me from a different angle. And so I just think the adjustment of aging, but not only aging, of awareness as we get older, what do we love? What is important here is a lot about, you know, the affection, the coming together, the communication, the saying that we still want to have love making and connect deeply and intimately. And that's, that's really important to us. Right. I mean, sex may be, has to be somewhat redefined. Uh, you know, when we were younger, 18, 20 years, 30 years old, you know, when you go on a date and then you have a, Perhaps you get to fuck somebody or have an intercourse or whether it's a one night stand or a date that you develop or whatever that is. You know, sex was, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld said that sex has happened when the nipple shows up. And that's with Jerry Seinfeld when after George asked him, when, 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 when do you have a sex in, in a date? <laughs> So that's what he said. <laughs> well, that's that's a Jerry Seinfeld typical. Yeah, uh, I, when the nipple shows up. So, and, I, and I love that. Uh, you know, at that time, you know, today we are in a different position. Maybe sex for us is just uh, to have uh, our lover watch us. I mean, I sometimes like that, just watch us, uh, you know, uh, masturbate. So, you know, maybe... And as you know, for me, sexual energy is not about the nipple showing up. It's also about feeling an energy orgasm so that I can actually... My imagination or being in the hot tub or being in nature, I can have orgasms just by moving that breath energy in my body. So sexuality as we, as we, as we explore in our aging has so many nuances and so much depth and beauty and such a change it is just it, it, yeah, it's, it's willing a, it's, i'm willing it, to tell it's a different yeah it's a, it's a different definition i would definitely agree on that because you know what turns you on uh, 30 years ago it may not be the same and we're not talking about getting to an orgasm and you know coming as far as uh, as far as i concern but i'm talking about in general what has really turned me on i mean i think i'm more Personally, I'm a more of a brainy. I'm more of a uh, the thought process rather than the texture that you are tactile. That you you're more of a feel. Uh, I'm a sensual, energetic, and the erotic yeah, blueprints, and and, a, and I can and the other ones as well. But those are my dominant. Yeah, yeah and for me, you're it is more of a of the thought process. I mean, I can imagine things and see things, and that's what turns me on. So I evolve over the years into that position. And that's why, you know, certain things turn me on and certain things don't. But regardless of that, as we age, I find myself that I am more patient to cultivate uh, a beautiful lovemaking with, with a new person. So I find myself being a lot more patient. Uh, and in the process, not being so overwhelmed that I have to get to somebody or I have to get somebody to bed or whatever that is, I'm more patient and more willing to take the time and cultivate the sexual encounter that I'm about to experience. And to be clear, I think it's really honest that you are hearing us saying that new relationship energy or cultivating new relationships and new ways of lovemaking definitely is more of a turn-on than when we come to each other. That requires a lot more intimacy and intention, and we do that Quite not not with the same intensity and passion, but 
with the same desire to continue to come back right. to one another. I had this beautiful encounter that I wouldn't have expected that over the years, even though it's not this, I, my lover, my main lover is very, very sensual with me and can gaze at my pussy for an hour. So he knows it better than anyone has ever, including me, because I don't always have an hour of patience with a mirror for myself. So I've known, I've, I've learned so many new aspects of that. And then the sexual side of me, because I am a shapeshifter in the erotic blueprints, is when I am really turned on. And the reason I threw out my hip is because over the years, I'm going to give the big reveal. He's figured out how to do a double penetration on me with a dildo so that from behind, since I'm so flexible, I can widen my whole stance and my hips think that they're mm. children because I can do that, but that's, I'm that's not a child to, anymore. That's really what I wanted to watch. <laughs> but thank you for sharing with our thousand <laughs> audience out there. Uh, well, I figured if we're going to say it, we're going to say it. Let's just try and be a little more forthcoming. Our podcast and webmaster, PJ Ewing, has been asking me for a long time to just get a little more sexual in our podcast because people don't talk about sex enough in this society. And so it's been a, we've been backing off from it, even when we interview people about, well, we haven't been as backing you know, off, but penetration we've been, we've been test. To we talked about anal with other people, but not our own desires. I mean, I... I am somebody who, once I read the book, The Vagina, Vagina, it's called Vagina by Naomi Wolf, I learned for the first time in my 50s that I can have an orgasm with my clitoris and with my it's a cervical or, uh, orgasm from my anal and obviously from vagi uh, yeah, vagina. Yeah, but, but this podcast is about to bring issues for the openness. It doesn't mean that we have to reveal all of our sexualities. Tessa, I mean, you are you are choosing to do so right now in this particular episode, but that doesn't mean that if we talk about it or bring a, a panel about sex and aging or experts, the erotic blueprints or, or Rick Mahalka, uh, we all these people, it doesn't mean that we have to actually reveal our sexuality. I mean, I mean, I welcome all your reveals, but I don't want to be feeling. You should do what's comfortable for you. Forceful to, uh, or obligated to do, to, to reveal more than I already did. So uh, I just want to talk in general about aging and what it feels for me with the sexuality because we're both still very sexual. We're very sexually active. And I do want to talk about the, the NRE, the new relationship energy. It's uh, in the polyamorous and the ethical non-monogamous relationship it's known as the energy that one receive i receive from cultivating new relationship it's that extra bounce in your step you have extra smile you're extra nice to somebody i don't want to say like oh i'm in love and whatever but when you know that something is going your way and you're putting a win uh, on the side, on the, on the, we were putting a V on the, on the wind column and you know that you are, hey, you know, you're developing something that you really like with somebody that you really like. And that's, that's me. So I like that new relationship energy. I like to develop that. And that's, it doesn't mean that, uh, you went to bed the first night or the second or the third or at all for that matter. And that's what I'm talking about being patient and being able to, endure the time it takes you to really come close to somebody, get to know them, to be sensual with them. And uh, as you know, uh, Amir and I have a little divergent um, view of the way we express those kind of things. So 
I think it also, and I think this is what's in common is that we comes from this idea of of feeling desired and feeling romance and feeling alive, and that's kind of a pharmaceutical kind of reaction of of our adrenaline and our oxytocin being like excited and having more creative energy and spirit that comes from our sexual energy. Not for me, it's not checking off any kind of V of uh, of being. All of a sudden, I have a. It's it's a male energy to kind of win, I guess, but it's not my energy. But I feel no. very much like. Yeah, it's 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 this, this feeling desire but, but to you feel. Li- but you liked when we stopped in the, my office, and I have to devour you over there on my on on. on the oh, I love when there. you ravish me. So is I ravish. Is that a win, though? That, I guess. That, no, it's not just a matter of win. It, it, I'm just trying to explain it in a different way. I mean, you like when I ravished you in, in, in the office there the other day. I mean, that is part of our sexuality. There wasn't any kind of a romance or or luring you into that we just uh all of a sudden driving in the convertible within a sunny day and we get felt very sexual and that's what uh, turned that on right age or not age we felt like uh two teenagers uh fucking absolutely i mean we don't have that feeling as often as maybe i would love it to but i also know that you know the the other part of this is that i have a lot more time than you do and so your busyness I would love to come surprise you for an afternoon delight, but this is not a stage of life we're still able to do that as you still build a very busy, hectic business with a full office. And and we do look forward to days where we can have have you take off half sure. a day and do more of that sure. exploration. I, I also want to say that this, this idea of the new relationship energy is something that I think I find in a romance way, even with my new friendships that I develop all over the place, that it ignites something in me. So the ignition is about kind of that release of, of, of somebody seeing you and me anew. When someone sees me anew, they see a new side of me, and then I can see that new side of myself. And so if you're not, if you are monogamous, I just, I want to say that that kind of new relationship energy in different ways can be explored. And, and that sexy, sexual and sensual energy is also about exploring. Maybe it's a, it's a new hike. It's a new, ocean way it's a new path it's a new sport that gives us adrenaline that gets us excited about about being for me especially in nature and feeling the sensuality and aliveness around that uh, and, and i just want to make a disclaimer here that you don't have to be in an open relationship to enjoy sex at the uh, the older you get i mean i know couples that are totally monogamous that are having great sex life and that does not mean that you cannot improve, you cannot find other ways to turn you or her on, but if you're in the open nesting stage and now the house is for you and you can do whatever you want, wherever you want in the house and you're still monogamous, hey, all the power to you, that can happen too, but it doesn't mean that you have to be in an open relationship in order to enjoy sex as you get older. Right? And I, I seem to have a lot of people telling me lately that I that they they are interested in, for example, women telling me about other women, and that either their husbands are or aren't supportive of that. And I don't like to use it as a as a as a just an experience to have another woman. I think it's the opening of our of of the idea that we can be more than just what we've been in the past. And I'm open to that too. And exactly. So I think I think the fact that you also have a by side and that you're and that you're not closed. You don't have this 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 know, need by side, to but be. I'm not, I'm not a homophobic. No. To the point that you know, um, 
you know, naked body of a man next to me is really scary or making me uncomfortable. But I understand what you're talking about, the women thing. I mean, and I mean, not. I don't think women should be. I think I started seeing men as connecting. I think thirty years ago it was hard for me to see men kissing, and women kissing was fine. Now, I feel like the spectrum of love, and right. and the and the sensuality that's not even necessarily about kissing or sex, but about attraction, about the ability to let go of our programming and our and our and what all of that, all the things that have been are pre-construed for what we have supposed to be. So I, I love that aging for me, because our millennial kids have taught us so much and our openness um, journey and as this podcast has taught us so much and my reading has taught me so much, is if you haven't heard, for example, the erotic blueprint is a, is a good basic. That we, we we're have going to do episodes. an exercise with that, right? Yeah, we'll do, we're going to actually do a two-part um, coaching with Anne Moore, who you'll hear on the Sex and Aging Month this month. And she's some, she and her husband, who are long distance, Dan, are really wonderful the way they explain their, their how they've come together and their erotic needs. And, and there's just much more to learn as we age, even if we think that we're slowing down. Slowing, it's, it's holding the paradox. And in a spiritual sense, what I'd like to say, that for me, I've been exploring the idea that once we come closer to death, which I'm not so scared of like most western people i look at it as as becoming a new energy that will end and will then generate the next generation so my life has more value to hold the paradox of life and death and when we are able to start holding as we age the paradox of life and death i believe that we can hold the paradox of slowing down and still feeling hot and sexy so well that is a big statement So if you want to explore more, I'm going to give you some of my favorite, favorite sex episodes that we have broadcasted over here at the Open Estos Podcast. Well, the first one is episode number nine, Dr. Raz, Sexuality, Identity, and Capacity. I have to admit, I have learned a lot from that particular episode. And from Heather, episode number 43, Paradoxical Powers of the Dominatrix. Boy, oh boy, do we learn from that one. And of course, Reed and Allison, give me the strap on. I liked it simply because it's opened me up to understand that there's no judgment. No matter what gives you pleasure, is okay. And last but not least, of course, is the pleasure mechanics. Chris and Charlotte. All can be found on theopennesters.com and on your favorite podcast platform. The sex and aging month is coming upon us. What tips we can tell uh, our audience about aging and sex? What can we tell them? Well, I, I would say that the awareness of being of the slowing down and having time when you have, which I know is not uh, Amir's time. Yeah, but but uh, I, I but I is said the something tuning in is the tuning in the breathing yeah. and tuning into how your body feels in every moment. Because the mm -hmm. more awareness we create in our body, the more we can be in tune with how to respond to our needs and someone else's needs. And that's all about the sexuality. And you know, and I've learned to try to accommodate and cater to what you need. And I know what you need. And sometimes it's that attention, that extra, um, 
I have to look at you in an extra way that you know you know that I appreciate your beauty and your sensuality and I you know I need to do more of that and I know that that is a big turn on to you yeah and that and the turn on to you that I like to use all of your kinky styles and I, I we all we both try True. to do that and experiment with each other yep. I mean you still haven't let me give you a a, a prostate massage, but I, I will get there eventually oh, yeah, okay. once you're ready. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've discussed that you need to let me know when you're ready. And that's okay. the thing about, I, I will do that. about about our boundaries is like, when are we expressing what we need? And why not? Why not express what we need? This is our, this is the life we're living. Why not express what we need? And so whether it's well, with a partner or with a new lover or you're dating somebody new all that shyness that maybe we had in younger ages, it gives us this new opportunity at this age to just be alive with our needs as long as we're recognizing someone else's and asking about theirs. It's so much clearer these days for me. Right. And so that's bringing me to the subject of communication with your partner. And I think that well, let's talk about being monogamous. I mean, I, I remember my CPA, uh, younger, much younger than I am, told me the other day uh, I talked to him about sex and he says wow people still do that and for him he long time ago uh, closed the store for sex and that's a shame because he's much younger than I am and he is just missing on some of life best pleasures as far as I'm concerned so communication with your spouse what is it that you like what is it that you want and it's time to Really open up to your partner. This is chapter three. This is, uh, we're closer to the end than to the beginning, of course. And this is the time to ask and shall this receive. This is act three. I don't know why you're saying chapter. Chapter to me sounds like. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a chapter There are many four. more chapters. Could be chapter four as part yeah. of But our anyway, act three. This is the time to ask. This is the time to reveal your hidden desires. Maybe they are dark, but this is the time to talk about them if you want to. Because if you're in a monogamous relationship, uh, you may never have the opportunity to ever feel those fantasies or those uh, feelings that you're looking to have in this lifetime. So, and the way the way I mean, uh, when I've coached some of the clients and partners, most mostly women, but some couples around that, is that it's a gentle thing. It's it's first figuring out the the easy ways to communicate the needs of you. Of your of your body, so um, I mean, it could just be in in the kind and loving ways that we approach asking for a cup of tea. Like if you haven't, if you don't have experience of asking for your needs, to I mean, and I would say that there are plenty of places to learn that. And I'm going to put some resources up here on this under this episode for you. I really believe that this idea of pleasure. So. It, becoming a pleasure activist like what are my pleasures in life and just tuning into the things that give you pleasure in your tastes and your smells and then exploring that with your partner you don't have to go straight for exactly what fantasies you've had if you're not comfortable right. talking about them yet but knowing how to just discuss in a communicative way and a loving way what it is that brings you joy because when we don't know and if you don't know yet Spend the time for yourself to do exactly. that. Exactly, that's self love. It's a lot of what I've been teaching now. I'm doing seminars on 
on loving yourself, loving the earth, loving each other, bringing more love into the world. It's a big part of my mission. So sexuality to me is an outgrowth of the idea of how we understand our love and our pleasure and our joy. So on that note, what can we expect on the Sex and Aging Month, the month of September? Well, as I mentioned, we have Anne Moore, and, which is Yes Anne Moore, which is, that's her website, and she's wonderful, wonderful erotic coach with this great uh, partner, Dan, who really clarified things for men. You'll love that episode. And even though they're living a long-distance relationship, we'll have them. We have a two-part episode, which is a sex and aging panel of all women. And, and one of them is actually a polyamorous, a woman of color and, and, bi- and, and, and a bisexual woman. So she gives some more credence to that. We'll also have Christine Marie Mason, who is this inspiring, amazing woman from Rose Woman. Uh, she's, she has an incredible line, but more than that, the Rose Woman, she is a brilliant, both sides of her brain person, bringing ecology, love, and sensuality to new practice. So I, I love that because it brings, as she ages with her four kids and a single mom, she's created some incredible teachings in our in, in my life, and I want you to hear from her, as well as Dr. Mitch Tepper, who talks about disability and aging. He's been injured, paraplegic since he was in his 20s, and so he, and he has a wife and son, and has incredible teachings on sexuality that's been his life's mission and work on disability and aging that can teach us all how we can adjust and still find so much joy and bliss. So, so many episodes relate to sex and aging throughout the month of September and even (laughs) into the beginning of October. And here we are just about uh, two years in the open nesting stage doing this open nesting podcast. So, you can find all the details of all the upcoming episode as well as previous episode on our website, theopennesters.com. That double N in the middle, S at the end, theopennesters.com. Drop us a note. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you. And easy access to all of our podcasts, also on Absolutely. all the podcast platforms that you use. But if you go to the Listen tab and go to our library, you'll have a very easy access to all of the different topics you can scroll through. And please share them with your friends. You've helped us build our community. And we thank you so much for really creating us as a top-rated relationship podcast out there. I think we're in, in the area of a 1,000 downloads per episode. And we feel so proud that we have people that love the diversity of of episodes we bring to life. And if you know people that have interesting stories in Act 3, we really welcome hearing from you. And Mm -hmm. I welcome hearing from you if you're interested in exploring more about sex and aging and your own sensuality or connection, as you know. So you could reach me anytime at tessa at theopennesters.com and on our Facebook page where you can make comments and reach me there, private message me, or Instagram that's growing that community, The Open Nesters. Yeah, so our community is growing, and as Tessa said, we want to thank all of you for making it so relevant. I guess the content of these podcasts, making a difference and making an impact. That's all really what we can ask for. So until next time, this is Amir. And this is Tessa. And we will see you on the next episode. Ciao. You 
have been listening to the Open Nesters podcast, a production of Kiwi Publishing and Media. Executive producer, Tessa Crone. Music by Yoni Avi Patat. Audio engineering by Lucid Sound. Web design and blogs, PJ Ewing. This podcast is available on all podcast platforms. To learn more about each episode and guest, please visit us at theopennesters.com. For questions or to be a guest on our podcast, email tessa at theopennesters.com.